So I really like Hanukkah. Um, and it's not for the usual reasons. It's because I believe that in this holiday, we see the fact that God causes us to activate our faith. I really believe this is something that once we are believers, once we are dedicated, Hanukkah means dedication, dedicated to the Lord, then, then it has to look like something. We have to activate our faith. And oftentimes when we activate our faith, what happens? We get attacked. And it's, it's so easy to be deceived by something that looks good and sounds good. And what I call this is the beginning of a slippery slope. And I visualize this with the story, and I'm sure all of you know it about the frog, and he's happily in his water. As you can see here, he's, he's excited, he's happy. And then he gets warmed up, and that's fine too, in the next slide, and he's, he's fine. There's no problem. He likes the warmth of, of this new home that he's found. And, but he doesn't realize that after a time that he is not able to come out because he loses his ability and now he looks like this. And I believe that's oftentimes how we are dealing with our culture. We, our, our culture is is changing and as it gets worse and worse and worse we're kind of following it maybe it's ahead of us in how bad it is but our normal changes and we can't allow our normal to change because it's based on God's word it's not based on the culture it's not based on what other people think and this is what happened to our people with the Greeks in, at the time of Hanukkah. Oh, things were so great, they dressed like the Greeks, they spoke like the Greeks, they, they did everything like the Greeks because they found a place that they could live and not be persecuted. How wonderful was that? But they assimilated and all of a sudden they realized that the Greeks are worshiping a different god. And they have a whole different set of understanding of who is God. And so now we needed the Maccabees to save us. Consider these things that bring us down in this country. One which is similar to what happened there in, in Israel was Hellenism. That's importing a culture more important than the culture of God. And we do that with money and power and fame and movies and sports and, and even causes like the environment and racial and social injustice and so on. We're being seduced by our culture. We're being seduced. Secondly, there's progressivism. And you would think to progress is good. But in this case, it's importing current world knowledge over God's wisdom and knowledge. And so progressivism is just a man-made going forward into a world which they don't really understand. You know, we're becoming more modern. We're more up with the times. The past is wrong. Let's 
change what we've done in the past and get it right now. And so we have people living together and then getting married because they want to make sure it's fine and because it's, it, it, this is progressive. They, they've learned, you know, homosexuality is normal, transsexuals are normal. Uh, decide what gender you are. All of these things come under being progressive that we, we have now progressed to a new stage. We're more tolerant of people. Of course, they're not tolerant of us, but that's a whole other thing, right? So relativism is, is a key problem, and that's where truth change can change. And the whole definition of truth is that it doesn't change, because truth is truth. It's, it's truth yesterday, today, and forever. And so the definition of sin, as an example in our country, has changed from the 20th century to the 21st century, where things were outlawed 50 years ago. They're not outlawed anymore. Now they're normal. And, and we even see that now in, in the courts, we're not willing to, uh, we're willing to let people rob up to $999. Oh, wow, how wonderful that is. It's like there is no understanding of, of what the laws of society should be. And that's relativism. And they, relativism even says that we're going to change what the history was before because we can see it better through modern eyes. So that makes no sense. Um, the fourth thing I'd like to mention is emotionalism. And I realize none of us are involved in that. Um, and that's allowing our needs and our desires to direct our speech and our actions. And actually, it causes us to be self-centered. So a woman's choice about abortion uh, are, you know, is an example of feeling, well, I don't want to have this child. I, I don't, for whatever the reason is. And that feeling is more important than the fact that they're about to kill their baby. And... Uh, these are things that is an emotional thing. So what we do is our character changes because of our feelings rather than our feelings should change because of our character. And when our kids see this, then they say to the, well, if the grown-ups do everything by feelings, then I'll do things by feelings too. So they'll just decide what gender they are. They'll, uh, they'll say, hey, you hurt me by disciplining me. Don't discipline me anymore. Uh, you know, or we give everybody, all the kids have to be the same, so we can't give out a first place trophy anymore. We just give out uh, feel goods to everybody. You're all doing fine. Um, and so there's no excellence anymore because it's all about emotions. And notice that if uh, the, the liberals are allowed to riot, but conservatives are not allowed to riot, that's also part of emotionalism. Because it's not based on facts, it's just based on how one feels. Two quotes for you. If you've been to my office, you know they hang up above my desk 
because I feel so strongly about these quotes. First one's from Rabbi Abraham Joshua Herschel, Heschel, I'm sorry, uh, a Polish-born rabbi, um, a theologian, a philosopher of the 20th, 20th century, and he said, self-respect is the root of discipline. The sense of dignity grows with the ability to say no to oneself. And this is such a key thing for us, to be able to say no to our own desires, our own thoughts or, that are needed. Uh, because oftentimes, it, it's, just, it's just all about us. And we really need to be able to say no and show the discipline of that. And we will feel better about ourselves when we're able to say no to the very things that God doesn't want us to do. Secondly, the quote is from Messianic Rabbi Ofer Amitai in Jerusalem. He said, if you become a sacrifice, you will never be a victim. And I believe that very is really the case. So people who feel they are victims have not been sacrificial. Because sacrificial is a choice that you make. A victim is a choice that somebody made over you. And so we are not victims because we choose. And, and, and this is very important as to how we live our lives. We are not victims. Yeah, we go through problems, but we're not victims. And, and these four things are really involved in the spiritual attack on our people. And we, we beat the, these things by prayer and, and, and God's word and other, other spiritual things. But I really believe we have to activate our faith similar to the Maccabees. So... Most of you know, if you know me, that I love uh, to watch these uh, romantic comedies that Hallmark has done for years. And, um, and two years ago, there was this big um, thing happened that, that the, the, uh, there was an LGBT ad on their station and then it got reversed because of the backlash, of, you know, that they were being so mean to the LGBT community. And the, the CEO even apologized. And then he started putting LGBT characters in their programming. And now, you, almost in every other movie, there's some LGBT uh, characters, and, and that has become the norm. And that's what a slippery slope is. It starts with something tiny, what seems to be inconsequential, seems to be little, and we keep moving and keep moving, and even our center keeps moving. What we're willing to accept and see and listen to, it, it's, it's a terrible thing. And, and here for somebody that calls themselves the family station, um, this is very unfortunate. Look, um, we have had experience with people who have um, chosen the gay lifestyle from this congregation. We've had a few, and I've never stopped loving them. I've never stopped being in communication with them, and uh, I don't plan on it. It's not about them. 
It's, it's about what they do. I mean, there are lots of different types of sins, and we have to understand that whether it's being a liar or being angry or being uh, gay or being, I mean, there, there are all sorts of sins. There's stealing and, and, and lots of other things. And, and so we have to understand, we have to be able to separate out the person from the action. And it's very difficult because oftentimes, especially with our parents, we feel that love comes from when we do good. And really, God's love is unconditional. It doesn't require us to do good. And that is, how do you understand that? I don't, I don't know how anybody understands it. I certainly don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But I do feel that our culture is the key to getting back our country. And so I believe we have to activate our faith. We have to do something. You can't just, you should be praying, but you can't just pray. So as an example, I, I've written a numerous times to uh, Mike.Perry at Hallmark.com. He's the CEO of Hallmark, explaining how, you know, even though I'm an, uh, a supporter, I'm, I don't know how much longer if they keep giving me this, this stuff in my face. Um, I, you know, a couple years ago, I mentioned this once before, I joined a group called A Million Moms. Who would think? One million moms. <laughs> you know, I know that makes no sense, but their goal is to stop exploitation of children, especially entertainment, media, and TV, and music, and media. How can you not join the group? I mean... Recently, they sent me this notification. It was, I, 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 don't, I, I can't even describe it. It was a Twix advertisement. Oh, yes, yes. Is that insane? Twix candy bars. I mean, what could be bad about that? The ad has this nanny dressed as a witch and a boy dressed in a dress, and he goes to this park, and the, the kids say, why are you dressed like that? And he says, dressing like this makes me feel good. And I won't go through the rest of the commercial, but I can tell you it's not what you're going to want to see. And... So we, when we see these things, we have to petition these companies. This is the only thing they understand. If we don't get active in writing to our Congress people, if we don't get active in, in, in petitioning corporations, money speaks to them. And if they know a lot of people are upset with them, they will react. Years ago, there was a... Uh, an advertisement in, in one of the lifestyle travel things uh, for Hilton. And, and it was two men uh, in bed together in a Hilton resort. And I, um, I put together a, a petition. I did it through one of these organizations. And we got 55,000 signatures. And we presented it to Hilton. And I don't know if that did anything, but I know I've never seen that ad again or anything like it. Um, we've got to be active. It, it, we cannot allow 
the secularism of this country take away biblical values. You know, when all this talk about abortion these days because of these uh, Texas and, and wanting to uh, stop uh, abortions and, and, and people are made to look like, well, if you agree with them, you don't care for women. I mean, how ridiculous is that? What men don't like women? I mean, okay, never mind. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. So let me recommend, let me recommend to you a few groups. And, uh, you know, there are tons of groups, uh, but there's One Million Moms, there's Intercessors for America, there's Family Research Council, there's American Family Association, which uh, is, again, working on the culture. There's American Center for Law and Justice, Jay Seculo. There's American Re Renewal Project, uh, and there's Florida Family uh, Policy Council with John Stenberger. There's so many groups out there, and there are many, I, Matt Staver and other groups, um, that, that, uh, which is the Liberty Council, I believe. any rate, look, if you're like me, you get 100 to 150 emails a day, and I've learned how to delete them real quick because they're, you're just inundated. But there's some things you have to look at and read so you know what's going on in the world. You've got to know, because if you don't, you're going to be like that frog sitting in the hot waters enjoying it as they keep turning up the temperature. And then one day, it's, it's going to be a different world. It's, it's, well, it's somewhat al already a different world. Don't be apathetic. We, we have to do what was done in Hanukkah. The Maccabees fought for religious freedom. They won unexplainably. And, and we have to do the same thing. We cannot embrace the separation of faith from the public square. We ca cannot embrace abortion. We cannot... Uh, change the definition of marriage uh, from one man and one woman, as it is so specifically said in Scripture. We can't change the normality of regarding men and women's identity. Uh, these are just things that are biblical values. You know, uh, in Finland, they're having a terrible time in Finland, believe it, of all places. They, uh, a member of the parliament, the parliament, you know, like the Congress here, is facing two years in prison for tweeting a message questioning the alignment of her church with a gay pride parade. A bishop, also in Finland, charged with incitement against a group of people. The charges stem from a 2004 booklet that uh, talks about the uh, historic Christianity uh, teaching on human sexuality. Um, in, in Canada, a, a pastor was recently arrested for holding church services in violation to Canada's public health order. And of course, that's a COVID kind of thing, which pro prohibits church congregations from meeting. We are involved in a slippery slope. We have to 
Understand that it didn't happen overnight. It won't change overnight, but we've got to do the things that will motivate our leaders to hear our voice. Look, prayer was taken out of the, the schools in 63, and in 73, abortion was legalized. In 2015, uh, the definition of marriage legally was changed. My message isn't to tell you about right and wrong. My message is to get you to think. So uh, let us see if we are part of the erosion of the culture. If are we are part of it, then we have to change. Now, I've gone through a number of different groups and, and sins and different things. And, and, and if you're part of... of, of you know, I know the Facebook Live people are listening and other people. And if, if you're part of a gay lifestyle or if, if you feel that that is your inclination or you, you feel that you are wanting to do something of the things that I've mentioned, whether it's getting an abortion or any of these things, let me speak to you directly. Everybody in this world is struggling with something. You are not going to need to struggle alone, but struggle you should. Paul, who wrote most of the New Covenant, said in Romans 7.21, So I find the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I delight in the Torah of God with respect to the inner man, but I see a different law in my body parts battling against the law of my mind and bringing me into bondage under the law of sin, which is in my body parts. Miserable man that I am. By the way, the miserable man said to rejoice always. Uh, you know, we can be miserable and rejoice at the same time. This is, a, this is really a difficult thing, but it can be done. Because we're rejoicing in the Lord. We're miserable because of our unholiness. At any rate. Uh, so who will rescue me from the body of death? Thanks be to God. It is through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. So then with my mind, I my, myself serve the Torah of God, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Look, we need Yeshua because Yeshua makes us more holy. We, we are to be holy as God is holy. And the more we focus on him, the holier we get. But we are all in the same boat. We, it, we are struggling with different things. And, and we have to understand that all have sinned, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So our synagogue has to be a safe place for people to work out their struggles with God and His Word. Because I know that we, we all have sort of a judgmental spirit, but if you look at, I be, it's either Matthew 7 or 8, somebody can help me with it, talk about not judging. What? What? Thank you. 712. There we go. And, and so we've got to worry. Look, we can't we can't agree with sin, but we've got to understand that we have to show love and we have to show compassion. Yeshua said, and, and I'll get close in a moment, in uh, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, Come to me, 
all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So if you are burdened this day, you know where to go. You need to come to Yeshua. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we are to put it on him because he can handle it, and we can't. Um, but when we give it to him, then our yoke is lighter. And, and so we invite all people who are struggling with something in their lives to find healing and salvation through Yeshua. God wants us to live for him. In 1 Peter 2.16, it says, Live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live as God's slaves. Now, I know the world's not going to understand that because the world doesn't want to be slave to anybody. But if we're going to be a slave to anything, let it be a slave to righteousness. So we, we have got to understand that that is the way to the abundant life. It is not sin because sin brings death. It doesn't necessarily bring physical death, though sometimes it does. But it brings a death in our spirit. And, and we, we are dying as, as we continue to sin and allow sin to be our master. In verse 23 also of First Peter um, two sixteen, it says, "When he was abused, when Yeshua was abused, he did not return the abuse. While suffering, he made no threats. Instead, he kept entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously. This is what we are to do as people who are struggling before the Lord. We must activate our faith." Always walking in God's righteousness. Always walking in God's love. I pray right now for those who are struggling with anything. Anything. They, they, they lie. They, they, they get angry. They, they cheat. They, they are, are in, involved in gay uh, or, or gender issues. And, and whatever the issue is, Lord, touch them by the power of your Spirit. And show them that you love them regardless. And that if they repent, you are more than happy to wash away their sin. And even though people don't see it, we know you've promised it. And so we'll start there, Lord, with you. Because if you are for us, then that's all we need, Father. That is all we need. So Lord, I pray that you will bless the people here with the ability to be overcomers, the ability to overcome the things that are, that are a struggle in our lives so that we can please you, Lord, and that you will bless us and I pray this in the name of Yeshua. I pray for those people who don't yet know Yeshua. Come to Yeshua and find rest. There are a lot of people who don't have peace and rest. Receive Yeshua now. 
receive Yeshua now and get that peace and that rest and the joy and everything that one would call the abundant life. So, Father, I pray for those people and I ask them, whoever they are, whether here or online, that you would repent, which is to say, Lord, I'm sorry. That's what repent means. I'm sorry for my sins. I accept Yeshua in my heart because you are my atonement for my sins. You wash them clean. Thank you, Lord. And I'm dedicating my life to you. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Mm-hmm.